We're gonna be here talking about the horrible, dreaded dating life of New York City. Dating and being young and being in your 20s and how much, like being single, being in a relationship, being like, I mean, mostly heterosexual, but we'll have a few guests who right. are- Right, we're, we're not trying to close any, you no. know, close no, any we'll channels here. We'll have a bi person. We'll get a lesbian, we'll, maybe. We'll figure that out. We'll try to, I mean, I don't, yeah. Just going yeah. for the big picture, you know, millennial dating scene and um because there's not there's like honestly there's not a lot of podcasts out there and i've been listening to sex podcasts ever since we had this idea gathering research and there are no podcasts out there explicitly talking about you know millennials i mean if there is sorry clearly i mean you need to get yourself out there more because i I couldn't fucking find you for shit on your twitter but like no (laughs) i mean there's no good ones and no one's talking about that right and every podcast that i've listened to is like somebody in their like 30s or 40s or something and like that's great you know, but um, it's a completely different world at yeah. our age, I think. It is. And it's like, I feel like when they talk about like themselves in their 20s, they're like, oh, so young, so experienced. They were just like walking around with their genitalia out. Right, like, right, right. No idea what was going on. Right. And it's like, we're not that stupid. Right. You know, we're out there. And I feel like it's a lot more, it's harder. I mean, way harder to be young and like, like you have a million options right now with right. technology and the way it is. And yes, mostly helping you. Helping us. <laughs> Helping just, just talking through Helping some of you. our own problems so yeah. that maybe, you know, others can learn from them. And- yeah. It's really just sharing life experiences and yeah. 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 That's a yep. good okay. summary of what we're doing. So what are <laughs> the main podcasts that you listen to in preparation for this? Um, okay. So the main one I listen to, which is super popular, which I mean, if you're listening to this, you might have listened to Sex with Emily. Um, yeah, I listened to that too. Yeah, and Emily's great, and she really is, and talks about, you know, coming, yeah, she does, like, the caller, the people who call in, um, you get the emails of their problems, and yeah. she kind of, I mean, it's her and herself giving advice. Usually she has other people on the show also giving advice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I want to give advice. I think that's what we're going to be doing. Right. I would love for people, like you know, trust us enough to like right. say like, Hey, I have this problem and us to help fix it. Right. With, <laughs> with whatever, you know, guidance we're able to give from our own <laughs> messes of dating lives. Um, I, yeah, no, I, I think that that's a great thing for us to work our way towards, but maybe we start off with some of, you know, just some review of our past, like dating, troubles and just experiences as like young millennium yeah, millennial was, females specifically great idea maybe we should just do it now let's interview each other for the first episode okay. get people to get to know us okay all right let's do it all right so l uh tell us a little bit about yourself how old are you where are you from and what do, are you what are you, are you single are you in a relationship okay so i am 23 i live in brooklyn um work in new york city i am single right now um dating kind of sporadically as i you know muddle my way through dating apps and such but not seeing anyone consistently my last relationship was from the beginning of july to like mid august so like month and a half roughly mm. Um, but really just like fully single since then. So that's interesting. My last relationship was also a month. I feel like that's the sweet spot of (laughs) (laughs) success and digress. Yeah. 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 
That's accurate. That's the amount of time it takes to like fall for someone enough to the point where they want to like, you know, lock it down and then quickly realize how well you don't fit together mm. and uh, break things off. And what is your main method of meeting people? Um, so mainly dating apps. Sometimes I meet guys in person. I actually found when I sat down to do kind of a review of my dating life, you know, from the time that I graduated college and started dating in the city to now that I actually hadn't gone on that many dates via dating apps because I had met so many guys like spontaneously in the city. Um, but like lately it's been more dating apps as my bitch face probably gets stronger and it, I get less approachable. Yeah, um, I never get approached in real life like that like I mean you I mean I know your stories but surely everyone will soon right but (laughs) yeah mine are always like weird situations that I'm like overly flattered by and then like a friend afterward will be like how many times do you think they've pulled that line with someone and I'm like oh you're right and the smoke clears and I'm like maybe I'm an idiot maybe not I mean I think that's like what everyone wants yeah everyone wants me to meet someone in real life and they're embarrassed by this like we met online person like you know yeah line which is stupid because everyone meets everyone right we do everything on the internet why not do dating right you know why not trust that right although it does make it seem I mean it does make it feel a little more forced when you're constantly like trying to strum up like genuine conversation but it's like i know why we're here we're both here because we think that we might end up dating like there's nothing like we're not just you know serendipitously meeting in the street and having a conversation about something and then realizing like this could be the love of my life like it's not it's true and i there's so many cute people i see like i would be like like swiping on tinder and then walking on my way to work and and then i would like look up and see all these hot guys and be like oh where where are you on tinder right right (laughs) you know but it's like i hear that it's like the feeling you can't do anything when you see them in real life right like you're like i don't know at least for me i feel like i'm like trapped in this like cycle of only using apps and like unless you're at a bar or something where you right where you feel like it's appropriate to drunkenly approach a stranger yeah and i approach people at bars but i feel like there's some weirdness of approaching someone on the street but like recently you said someone approached you on the street and you went on a date with them yes I did and it went pretty pretty well um but but again like I mean as that was happening like I was so confused and taken aback by it I like looked around and I was like what's going on here like I was like is this man gonna try to sell me something am I gonna end up in the trunk of his car later um, always a question. And it's, it's always overwhelming when someone actually approaches you in person and is like interested. It's like, what's their angle? But it's like, this is how people used to date. And it's yeah. just you get so you get so trapped in like the online dating cycle that it, you probably close yourself off to these kinds of things. So then when, when they actually do happen, I mean, it's like bizarre. Yeah. And uh, I think it's also like a lot safer too, like on your like heart and soul, because it's like you don't have to get denied right then and there. Like, a swipe doesn't mean it's automatically a no on their part. It's like a delayed kind of, like, gratification. Whereas yeah. in real life, when you go to hit on someone, you know in the first, you know, if they're going to, like, they're going to say yes or no. Like, right. I've given my number to guys, and they've been like, I've got a girlfriend, or, like, they've never texted me, and it's been 20, 12 hours. Right, like, right. it's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. It's And dating yeah. apps are very, like, I mean just strumming up a conversation it's very mutual like you have to both swipe right on each other before you can you know get into the interface that allows you to even talk to them so like you know that there's mutual interest you're not like putting yourself out there I mean unless you're like me on OkCupid just you know never swiping with anyone and just going through the messages that you receive from random people and you know handpicking which ones you want to respond to that seems fair. um 
so I think that this that that might be a good uh, good segue into just the like overview of the different apps. Um, you have to fake interview me. <laughs> I'm going to fake interview you. Okay. Okay. Let's fake interview you now. I know that I know you're waiting for it. Um, okay. So B, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, okay. I'm 24. I also work in the city and, but I live outside the city, um, in an undesignated spot. <laughs> in the suburbs, one in might the say. suburbs with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dating's a little harder now that I live at home because I spent, you know, I was, uh, I lived other places before, not with my parents all the time. And yeah, dating's a lot easier because you get to, you know, bring home someone and you have like, they don't have to meet your parents. Like, it's like that. That's a shitty thing that I have to been, I've been going through. Um, the premature family, uh, premature everything. And yeah, uh, that's me. I got out of a relationship about three weeks ago. That relationship lasted a month and probably hurt me a lot more <laughs> than I would like to admit a one-month relationship had an effect on me. Um, As these things do. Yeah. Uh, I've been in a long-term relationship for three and a half years. I've been out of that recently, like in the last year. So yeah, I'm, I guess I've been dating around. I've recently rediscovered, yeah, dating apps, threw myself into the dating world. I've gone on, I don't, I don't even know how many dates I've gone in the last six months. I have no idea. It's like, that's how many dates. So I've got a lot of material, <laughs> a lot of material. All right. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. All right. Cool beans. So, shall we do the overview now? All different right. apps, favorites, what what the different vibes are? Okay, all right. Um, so let's start with the most, you know, well-known one. I'll let you speak on that, Tinder, uh, since Tinder. I'm not an active Tinder user. <laughs> I am so active on Tinder. And I love Tinder, and I've, I've gone through so many conversations with people why, like, Tinder is bad and why it's good. Bumble, Hinge, fuck all that hype, all right? <laughs> Tinder is the original for a reason. It's simple. It's a clean interface. You like them. They like you. It has this rep of being hypersexual and like you're only on there for like getting fucked. Right, right. Which is almost always true. <laughs> but there's also stories of people I've known who've met on or matched on Tinder. Um, one of my friends, uh, she got Tinder when she moved to this like city. We moved in together and... She got it in like a week and she matched with a guy. Like the first guy she matched with, they went on a date and she like, they automatically started dating, you know? Like people like that happen. Um, they, they find their boyfriends on Tinder. They find like their like, you know, wives on Tinder. I have not found that on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> but it's possible. So in my experience, I never found that on Tinder either. I did go on a couple Tinder dates when I was first, um, when I was first back home from college and I you know, kind of like didn't really know how to go about meeting people and they were underwhelming, um, at best. Um, I'm currently not on Tinder because of the very same, you know, interesting hookup mentality to it. Um, and primarily because I work in a very corporate setting where I'm a little bit afraid of the stigma, um, attached, you know, to Tinder and if a co-worker saw me as they were swiping through what they would think about me because of it. So for that reason, I'm not on Tinder. Um, but you are on OkCupid. Yes, which I think... So OkCupid um, is... I feel like it's a lesser used one. I mean, although from the volume of, you know, messages 
that everyone I know on OkCupid gets. I mean, it's, it's still pretty, pretty popular. Um, but OkCupid is interesting because you don't necessarily have to match with someone before you can start have before you can start messaging them. So I, you know, it's, it's easy to just like scroll through the messages that you have and like figure out, you know, cherry pick exactly which ones you want right. to strum up conversation with. And it's kind of effortless in that way. Um, the downside to this is that you get bombarded by, you know, hundreds of messages when you first join the app and, you know, continuing from there doesn't really slow down. So it can be a little overwhelming, can be a little like, creepy. There's this perception also, I think, because I, I tried to join a okay Cupid, but mm-hmm. it was like at my lowest point, you know, yeah. when I've gone through Tinder and Hinge and Bumble, I was like, fuck, like J swipe down. No. <laughs> 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 okay, Cupid is above J swipe, I think. Um, Just barely. Uh, but yeah, there's like this perception that like it's not like you, you kind of, I mean, you go there for more of a relationship, yeah. but it's a little dated. Like, yeah. It's been around for years. Yeah. So one of my good friends um, who is an active, you know, user of dating apps, okay, Cupid is one of her mainstays. Her sister actually got engaged off of OkCupid and she's, you know, well into her thirties. So that was a number of years ago. So yeah, OkCupid definitely has the stigma of being a little more dated, a little more like relationship-esque, um, almost a little more desperate in my, in my honest opinion of how I feel when I'm on it, but, um, gets the job done sometimes. I mean, my last two relationships, albeit short, um, both came out of OkCupid. So Hmm, there's something, there's something to be said for that, I think. That is something to be said. Okay, yeah. let's briefly talk about the two other ones, uh, Hinge and Bumble. Let's start with Hinge, because uh, I have a lot of thoughts on I Bumble. have a lot of thoughts on Hinge. Okay, so great. This is perfect. Take it away. Um, okay, so Hinge is kind of similar to, it's it's more similar to the interface of Tinder, where you have to, you know, mutually like Swipe. a person before you go yeah. into connections. Um, the thing about Hinge a, I mean, first off, when you're building your profile, like it just, it comes across as just too hip and too like quirky and cute. And like the sample questions and answers are just like too perfect and kind of make you want to vom on the spot and just delete the app and never, you know, never look back. Uh, for those of you who have not known Hinge, it is like Tinder where you swipe right or left, but you can put in optional questions. You can like the question or you can like the comment or you can like the photo. So it right. has multiple, I guess, forms of starting a conversation. Right. Either a guy or a girl can do it. Uh, so you can put like, what's your favorite movie or like the most best, your best Halloween costume. Yeah. And then if you get the, someone else, the guy, the girl can like that and like say like, oh, I was also that for Halloween or LOL. And then you start a conversation, not just based on, you know, I guess it makes more openers. Right. So just to give a just to give a sample um, of some of the questions on on Hinge, which make it, I think, a little bit cringy, in my opinion. One of the sample questions is the working title for my memoir, as I if that's a thing that. that like everyone just has on hand. And um, also, <laughs> full, dis- full disclosure, I do have that question answered on my profile, uh, <laughs> only because I do have a running list of working titles for my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> um, entire podcast episode on that. But, <laughs> but also, uh, important thing about Hinge to mention is it only connects you with people that your friends are also connected to. Right. So I didn't realize this when I first joined the app. 
And I kept finding it very, you know, just interesting and thought it was just a coincidence when it was like, oh, knows this, you know, this person and that you went to college with and these three people that you went to high school with. And I was like, huh, small world. And then someone let me in on the secret that that's the only way they find people for you. And those are the only people, you know, that are kind of like in your network um, of being able to swipe on. Do you like that? Do you like this, like, six degrees separation? So I like... In theory, the idea of accountability, I think it can be a little scary, um, you know, just dating random people. Sometimes, mm. you know, sometimes there's that little bit of like hesitation of like, you know, what if like this guy ends up being a nut and uh, chops me up into tiny little pieces, um, you know, at the end of our date. And this at least it's like, OK, someone, you know, knows them. You can maybe ask that person if it's somebody that you feel comfortable, like, mm. you know, disclosing that you're on a dating site to um, get a little bit more intel on them and. You know, if, if things really go south, at least you feel like there's somebody that you know in real life that knows them too. Right. Um, but it's also, I don't know, because a lot of the people that I'm like, just because I'm friends with someone on Facebook doesn't necessarily mean that I want to be dating one of their friends. So right. I think it has the potential of like kind of throwing you into a weird like situation where you're dating, you know, the best friend of somebody that you didn't really like in college or... Yeah. Sometimes it's a little too close for comfort. Yeah. I mean, for my thoughts on this is it's, I mean, I get the safety thing. I haven't really thought about it until you said it. Yeah, I don't think about it often, but once in a while it crosses my mind. It does, though. There definitely is. I think it's like a good first dating app in terms of like accountability and like it's not complete strangers if you're like not into that. Right. But it also is like, I think about like the high school I went to and, uh, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to date friends of friends like that. And I think, like, I just, it just, it's very, like, you're, the majority of your Facebook friends will have to, like, it's going to be, like, those kind of people. So if you love a majority of your Facebook friends, like, who fucking does? Like, right. You're going to be dating within that pool. Right. So. But if you're like the rest of us who want nothing to do with 99% of the people that you went to high school with, maybe not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmed. So another thing about Hinge, and this really bugs me. So you get to go through, you know, you do your swiping, you end up in connections. I don't know how many people actually take the next step from there and have a conversation. In my experience, it feels like a snobby high school dance where, like, you know who has crushes on each other, but everybody's too cool to actually, like, talk to each other. Like, I feel like I've matched with a good amount of guys that I was genuinely interested in and started conversations with them. And they just never responded. So yeah. I'm like, why the fuck are you on this app if you're not going to talk to me? Why are you connecting with me? Yeah. And then just not taking the next step from there. I hate the time lapse with Hinge and with Bumble because it's so much slower than Tinder. Like, I'm just so used to that, like, fast reply, fast response, fast right. Instant match. gratification right. and millennial. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I mean, at least I, for both Hinge and Bumble, I would make the effort. And, like, with Bumble, you kind of have to if you're a girl. You do. You That's the rules. And we'll get to that later. But... Once you, I, I mean, then you have to wait, like, what, 24 hours, maybe, like, longer. Like, I think average 12 to 24 hours if you even get a response. Right. And then past that point, I'm like, I'm not going to get a response from this person. Right, right. Like, it's just too slow. And then it's like, they wait 24 hours, you wait. Like, and you're having know. your first date three months later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I totally can't. hear you I can't, on that. I can't fucking invest that much time and effort into, like, like a person I haven't even met, you know? Yeah. Like, I just... It's just weird. Uh, 
Should we talk about Bumble? Let's talk about Bumble. Okay. Bumble, uh, similar to Hinge, is uh, swipe left, swipe right, just like Tinder. But um, instead of, you don't have the questions, but women make the first move. So if uh, you match with a girl, you can't message her if you were a guy, physically unable. Right. You can pay for a premium thing. You could extend the match so they know that you're keenly interested. But it's really up to the girl, you know, and if she doesn't want to talk to you and you have 24 hours for her to start the conversation or right. if you're a girl you have 24 hours to start the conversation and if you don't then your match is lost but like not forever because it's still in the gray it just go turns to a gray bubble to rematch them oh interesting so it's I not really that, that dramatic okay I thought they were um, like gone forever no never okay um never gone forever and uh i've started conversations with people on bumble and um yeah a lot of the times guys don't talk back and it's like i've had my my tinder pickup line would not work on bumble (laughs) so um or i would use it uh so it's hard for bumble it's hard for any girl i think to really start a conversation with a guy you know it's like but what i've heard from my guy friends is just saying hey or hi a guy is gonna automatically try to respond to that if they're interested just like saying anything is Okay. okay okay but again the slow pace um I heard from guys as well, Bumble and Hinge are better in terms of girl pickings. You know, if you're a guy, you get a better quality on Bumble and you get a better quality on Hinge than you would do on Tinder, which is why. And I find in general, guys on Bumble and Hinge are better. In, you know, you get a better deck yeah. than you do on Tinder. Okay, that's fair. So my issue with Bumble, I first downloaded Bumble um, a little after I moved to the city and I had heard about it from a friend and I... It's like, wow, this is great. Like, and it, you know, this sense of like empowerment that like women are the first ones to start the conversation. Like a girl has to always initiate it. And I was like, great. So I joined it and I'm sitting and I'm swiping away on my couch and I'm telling my roommate about it. And my roommate turns to me, he goes, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, every guy just swipes right on everyone for the most part. Like Mm, most guys will just swipe right on everyone and then see what they get in their matches and figure out what to do from there. Mm-hmm. So you're just making it that much easier for them. You're taking away any kind of work they have to put in, giving yourself a false sense of empowerment, and they just sit on their asses and wait for you to, like, you know, for you to plan the first date. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel like the smoke cleared, and I was like, are you kidding me? I'm doing all the work, and I'm sitting here feeling empowered over it, mm. and they're doing nothing, so promptly after I deleted the app and, you know, never turned back with this new knowledge in, in hand. I've deleted it and installed the app more than once. Um, recently, I think the last month, I probably downloaded Bumble. And I, I mean, we're both feminists. Uh, right. On the record. But, yeah, I don't really feel that empowered when I use Bumble. Mm-hmm. I don't, maybe, it's just like, it, again, it's the slowness for me, and, like, just because I get better quality of guys doesn't mean, like, it's automatically going to be a good match. Right. So, or, like, a match at all. Right. Or it's going to lead anywhere. I just feel like, yeah. It's, it's like, never. they're still the ones, like, picking whether or not they want to have a conversation with you in the end. Yeah. Even if you, you know, go the extra step and start the conversation. Yeah. I I think guys have better... I mean, it's hard to say guys have better luck on Bumble because it's always, like, a two-way street, right, isn't right. it? But I've... I mean, in my experience, I haven't really met that many girls who love Bumble. Right. Who exclusively use it. Right. So, I actually went on a date last week, and um, something interesting about Bumble came up. So, we were talking about... I 
kind of got into a conversation about like the different apps. I had met this guy on OkCupid. So we were talking about other apps and something that he said really stood out for me. He said that on Bumble, if a girl does message him and just starts with a hey or a hi, he like automatically ignores that because he's because he's expecting to be like wooed and swept off his feet in the same way that he would have to do for a girl on other apps. Like he's really expecting them to break the ice or else it's just like, why bother? Okay, but, okay, would you, if a guy on Tinder said hey, and he was attractive and interesting looking, we just said hey, would you, would you talk to him? Would you message back? Would that be enough? That's so hard to answer because my, I don't know, like, my mainstay is OkCupid, and so my inbox is always, like, flooded with a thousand messages, and so the ones that say hey usually don't really, you know, I don't really find them noteworthy enough to open. I, I kind of open the ones right. where there's an icebreaker that either like makes me laugh or like something that upsets me at times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I wouldn't respond to a hey, hi, if I, because that's just lazy. It's like almost, okay, the lazier thing, which I've seen and have received before is getting a fucking gif, a gif. It's like less than words. It's literally pictures. Right. Like a meme or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and like, like a hey meme. In my, I was like, you're so lazy. You can't even write hey. You have to find a gif. I mean, so we, someone else can say hey for you, right? I mean, we talk about you know the deepness of finding the right gif, but like mm-hmm. this is not the right gif. No, not to start. <laughs> not to start. I've actually, I don't think I've experienced that, or maybe I just oh haven't God. more often open those messages. I've received a gif as a starter, and I'm like, if I receive a gif, don't do that, men who are listening, because I. It's not opening that. That's right. just that's so half-assed. Right. You know, it's worse than a hey. Right. If you're going to put a hey, at least do like a double Y so we know what's going down. Right. <laughs> you know, you're a little friendly, maybe trying to get to things. like. But this also brings me, it reminds me of uh, the bio, right? Which I want to briefly talk about, which is all on all Ooh. these dating apps, we have the bio. You have to sell yourself, but like, you know, in a nice way. Right, right. Um, and I feel like the bio, I've seen so many guys, like without bios and in what situation would you not would it be okay not to have a bio because i would say if you're hot you don't need a bio but like i've seen not hot people have bios and i'm like who the fuck do you think you are yeah (laughs) i have a bio (laughs) so i have a bio too honestly when i see a guy that doesn't have a bio i'm kind of just like i know nothing about you why should i even bother like you like Mm -hmm. if you couldn't take enough time to answer like two questions about yourself. I mean, even the guys who like get on there and say like, you know, two things about themselves and then they're like, oh, not really into filling these things out. Let's get off of here and like meet in person. And, you know, you can find out more like, okay, I kind of, I respect that. But when you've got nothing there, it's like, why should I fucking bother? Mm -hmm. You know, like I almost feel like, I I almost feel like offended by it. (laughs) It is offensive. And it's like, it's so like, it's, I feel like we're all putting ourselves out there anyways, and you're half putting yourself right, right. out there. Like, you're not really putting yourself out there. No, you're you're just, you're too good for it. You're like right. too good to put yourself out there and tell me something about yourself. So like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So put a fucking bio on. Yeah. Uh, moral yeah. of the story. If you do have on a dating app. Right. Um, I would love to find out majority of apps people are using especially around our age in the 20s i feel like it, the gears shift because tinder was very popular when you're in college yeah and now it's like a post-grad kind of age and it's weird because i mean i use tinder more using okay cupid i yeah. feel like it's everyone it really depends on cup of teas yeah and then 
the guy friends I have, it's a mixture of, of couple. Most people have a couple. And I think that's also where it lies, where you're like constantly checking right. this app versus that app. And I mean, it's that's the world now. It's 2017. I think that'd be an interesting poll for later when we, uh, you know, have some sort of social media set up to take a poll and see what people. Yeah. What people uh like best we will get a website set up so you guys can poll or we'll, yeah or a twitter or something at least i gotta tweet yeah oh yes <laughs> a twitter would be good let's do that so more on bios I've, I've got some more can we can we go through a quick like do's and don'ts of bios yes okay so one thing that really like the first thing that comes to mind in do's and don'ts um this is specific to okcupid okay there's this one section that's uh six things i can't live without Interesting. And let me tell you, the number of guys that include sex as one of their six things, I get it. We're all (laughs) on here in part for sex, but like a little fucking creativity. Right. I see that and I instantly go back to my messages and like ignore that person forever. Can you tell us some of the six things, like a couple of the six things you can't live without? Um. Because I don't use OkCupid, so this is all interesting and new to me. So I actually don't have that question filled out myself. <laughs> so maybe this makes me a bit of a hypocrite. Um, oh, okay. But, like, on the things you shouldn't do, um, I thought this was really funny. The way guys write their bios, I've seen a trend, which is, like, I love hiking, and I love watching football, and I love, like, I don't know, like, drinking Mountain Dew. Like, <laughs> guys do it okay no offense guys but like you only see guys with profiles like that it's like oh you know points if a girl loves doing this or like you must own a bike like 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 i think typically stereotypical guy things they are writing their bios in a way that they're trying to it's like they're trying to attack other guys yeah (laughs) love fishing love a weekend hiking like like okay like can you imagine if a girl did the opposite where it's like love love, getting my nails done love iced coffee indoor crafting um (laughs) i love hot yoga super plus if you own a yoga mat like can you imagine how stupid like it would sound if a girl did the same thing but like guys are out here thinking like let me list all the things that my dudes like to do right like, like maybe i'll find a girl who likes those things too I'm, i know there's girls out there who love hiking and probably watching football but like a majority of like you're not really right, offering right, right. a middle ground are you yeah um i don't yeah i just feel like we've uh, like, both sexes moral of the story cater to you cater to your audience like yeah. i'm not saying reinvent yourself based on like who you think is reading it but at least you know like maybe Put some kind of middle ground neutral activities, like things that you like to do that a female companion would also like to do with you if right. you're seeking a female. Also, um, lo- geogra- geographically, uh, we live in New York. So where the fuck are you hiking? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> Honestly, like, I mean, and also, I don't want to do that. Like, no, it's just so off-putting. Um, not more so than the fake quotes, which I think we've both seen, where it's like, uh, like five out of star, five out of five star guy, James Franco. Like, y- have you seen? These oh my god! Of, yes, you know, yes, I have. Uh, best cuddler ever, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into a couple different problems on that one. Um. Yeah. But you, you get my the fake thing, and I actually was looking through my Tinder messages recently, and I went on a. Like, date with a guy who had fake quotes oh my god and i hated myself i was like oh my god i can't believe i did that in my 
my youth, you know, three months ago. Back into the bio bit here. Um, just some of the worst cliches that we've seen on any kind of profile. And literally, like, the one that makes my skin crawl is guys who say they want, like, a girl to go on adventures with. Like, what kind of adventures do you want me to fucking go on with you? Just tell me an actual thing you want to do. If you want to explore the city and go to various dive bars, say that. Just stop with this vague, like, oh, I'm going to whisk you away. You and adventure. Yeah, like, it's it's just stupid and cliche and cheesy, and it makes me hate you. Yeah, I mean, it's like a little bit, like, throwback nostalgia and, like, going on an adventure is fun. But, like, it's like that thing you... You can't, you don't say you're about to go on an adventure. Adventure just happens. Right, right. You know, you don't stop trying to yes. engineer adventures. Yes. Um, that was really my worst one. That's, <laughs> that's really the one that bugs me the most. Okay, we talked a lot about bios. We talked a lot uh, about dating apps. We went through all the ma- major ones. Right. Um, and I think it'll be good to talk about some of our dates, worst and best, just to have people know <laughs> what it's like to go on a date because what if you've never been on an online date right right you know like our audience hopefully is going right. to be around our age and not some weird fapping 50 year old man right I mean I hope I get one or two of those just for my own ego but I'm gonna hope <laughs> that if we get those they don't know what we look like <laughs> I mean <laughs> anyway so take us through take us through your worst one because this is a story that I personally love okay um I've got a pretty I got a pretty, uh, should I just, I mean, should I just say the real worst one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so the real worst one actually happened recently. I think in the last two months. Um, he was pretty, pretty hot. Um, looked just like his photo. We met up at a bar. He was late. Wait, did you meet, you met on Tinder? We met on Tinder. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so we met somewhere in the, in the middle when he was late by like 30 minutes or like 15 minutes oh, or something. okay. So... We were, like, chatting, and he was just, like, such a, a dick. Without getting into specifically what we were talking about. Oh, come on. You can totally get into a little bit of... Okay, okay, fine. Um, He was a Trump supporter, and I am very bipartisan in the way of, like, I think everyone should say what exactly, you know, like, like I'll, I'll hear you out, you know? Like, so um, I was trying to hear him out. You know, there's pros and cons and blah, and, uh, yeah, he was, he, he was just, like, such a dick, and, like, not even because he was a Trump supporter, just the way he was talking about things was, like, so, like, uh, like, over-talking me, it, me telling him what a fallacy was, and him then saying what I, you know, what I was saying was a fallacy, I, <laughs> live-tweeted this entire thing when I got yes, home. Yes, so I read the live-tweets on this, and I was, like livid just reading them yeah. um so another thing was that he because he hadn't heard of the country that you were from he proceeded to try to tell you that it wasn't a country yes um and that it wasn't like located where you said it was yes um so me reading this of course I was livid yeah he was just like super patronizing and condescending condens- um uh condescending condescending right, right. uh so yeah it I it ended with me saying, uh, right, well, uh, we talked about feminism and ended with me saying, right, well, you're not a feminist. Um, 
but I am. So that's why I'm going to let you pay for this bill. And I walked out of there. And for those of you who don't know me, which is all of you, uh, I always split the bill, especially on Tinder dates. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I owe them anything. Not that it's saying there's anything wrong with having someone pay for your date, but that's a very big deal for me. And for me to have like just make this asshole pay for the check was a big deal for yeah. me. And I walked out of there and I wasted a lot of good lippy on him. Like just wearing it, I did not make out with him. Mm. Um, but yeah, I sat there for longer than I and you know um, wanted to, and it was also the season finale of Game of Thrones that night. So I gave up a lot to be there. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal for you. I know. Um, what a dick. But yeah, uh, pretty pretty. That was pretty bad. <laughs> okay, fair. What is your worst? Um. So it's hard. Because I've had a lot that were just, like, mediocre, where there wasn't anything that was, like, you know, specifically horrific about them. But they were just, eh. And we kind of realized, like, okay, this isn't going to go anywhere. We're never going to see each other again. So really the one that comes to mind as the worst. Um, this was about two years ago now. This was when I had first moved home um, from college. And I uh, was living at home, had just started working. And so I had started dating on Tinder as a way to meet people. Um, I think I had actually met this guy when I was first home over like Thanksgiving break or something. We went on our first date and it was fine. It was nothing, you know, standout amazing. I wasn't like blown away. Um, but I also didn't, I didn't hate him. Um, we had drinks that I think like nomad hotel or somewhere like he picked the spot, which I thought was nice. And like, we had a good time, good conversation and it ended, you know, fine. And then, so I was home a few months later, um, and we went out on a second date and again, he picked the spot somewhere in his neighborhood, which I guess I should have maybe, you know, should have maybe realized what his, uh, what his angle on that was. But again, similar to the first one, nothing really crazy, but nothing terrible. So we have a drink or two and then he asks if we want to go back to his place to smoke. It's right around the corner. And I'm like, sure, why not? Mm. So we get there. First off, this guy doesn't know how to roll a joint. So he like hands me his papers and he's like, oh, I could go like borrow my roommate's bowl if you want. And like was clearly just like so inexperienced and like had no idea what he was doing. And I was just like, "Uh, no, I'll roll. Oh, actually, you know what? He didn't even have papers. I had papers in my bag. So I pulled out my papers and I was like, I'll roll us up something. Um, So I roll us a joint. And we go out onto his fire escape. Like, we climb through his window onto the fire escape. And we're smoking. And kind of just out of nowhere. So I'm wearing a dress um, with tights. And out of nowhere, he, like, sticks his hand, like, up my... Like, kind of, like, up my, like, dress and, like, grabs my ass. Okay. And I just look at him and I'm like, what are you doing? Because there was no, like... There was nothing leading up to Did that. Did you guys kiss or, like, something, like, before this happened? We kissed, like, maybe ten minutes prior to that. Yeah. And then just out of nowhere, he, just like, grab, goes for it and, like, smacks my ass, like, really hard. And I'm like, why is your hand up my dress right now? Yeah. Um, where is this coming from? And I was, like, just very off-put by that um, and a little uncomfortable. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can catch that 1030 train after all. And originally I had been like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just catch the next one. Like we'll hang for a little bit. But after that, I was just like really weirded out um, and went to, you know, go catch that train. And as I'm like getting my shoes back on and leaving, like 
he starts like pleading with me. He's like, no, come on. Like, why are you being like that? Mm. And like, it almost, it was just like too familiar. Um, and we were like arguing as if like we were like a couple and I was overreacting to something and I was like, this is just weird. Yeah. And I went to leave. He walked me out and like sort of aggressively tried to kiss me goodbye. And I just like kind of pushed him off and was like, I'll see you. Like, bye. Walked out and like immediately like hailed the cab, told my cab driver about everything. I was like, if if anything happens to me, it's because of this crazy guy at this address that you picked me up from. <laughs> okay, so I guess the common theme between our two worst dates was uh, just not respecting women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Respect think, women. You, you know, when you started out that sentence, I was like, I really don't think there was a common theme between the two. But yeah, I guess you're right. That's that's really it. Yeah, that guy didn't respect my opinions or my thoughts. Right, and, that, and this guy didn't respect, respect my boundaries. Body. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and also, I think we should we should uh, convince people by our best date via apps. Uh, because I don't want to end on a bad note. Right. We want to still, you know, inspire some hope for those of you yeah. out there who are maybe hesitant about, like, going on dating apps. And there is some good to be had. Right. Like, we're still on apps right now. Yeah. We both are on different apps, which is, you know, I think it's all about finding one that is good for you. Um, and I've had, I've had, ama- I've had amazing dates, honestly. I've had amazing dates and I met some good people. Yeah. Um, a lot of fuck boys, yeah. <laughs> but like also, yeah, some great, you know, you take a time and a place in like a couple hours and that's probably just a good date. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, my best date is, is it has to be a first date, right? Yeah. Yeah. A first date. Best first date. Uh, it's hard to disassociate them with the people because you think about things you've done. I've been on like great hypothetically dates, like recipes, like, oh, we've done, we did got dinner and then, you know, drinks and then coffee. And then like that recipe would be an amazing date. But like the person wasn't right. Um, so I guess the best date are, are the ones that are like, OK, I guess the ones I get drunk at. My <laughs> <laughs> um, best. One of my best first ones, I guess just the one that comes to mind right now, I don't even know if it's the best. Uh, it was in Philadelphia. And um, I was with a friend, I, one of my coworkers, and we went out to um, like a, a couple dive bars. And it was like an off, it was like, uh, it was around 4th of July. So everyone was out of the city. Uh, they go down to the fucking shore. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's at the shore. Um, heathens. Heathens. <laughs> I'm from New York, so we call it the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the like city's pretty dead, and we're going out to like dive bars and stuff. And I've been talking to this guy on Tinder for a couple days, and we had plans to meet up earlier that day. But you know, I was going on a lot of dates recently, and I you know felt like I wasn't connecting enough with my friends and my coworkers. I just moved to the city, so I was like, you know. Um, when my friend asked me to hang out, I was like, yeah, I'm going to prioritize you over this random guy I've been messaging on the yeah. internet. So I went out with her. We had a great time. And she knew I was messaging this guy for like maybe like three or four days longer than most. So there was already that anticipation of like, you want to meet them now? Like, yeah. you know, it's not like you just like made plans. There was like the talking. You knew they a bit about them right. and you were still interested. Um <laughs> Which is, I mean, Rare. just getting to that point, you know, it's exciting, you know, when you meet someone and you've invested in that conversation and you're excited to meet them. It was that moment. Um, so we were at a dive bar and she leaves and she's like, you should message him. And I was like, OK, all right. So she leaves. And before she leaves, we ended up 
talking to a group of like friends sat next to us. They were smoking American spirits, which is my favorite cigarette, and that obviously became great friends. There's there's camaraderie built in. So with I'm sat with like a group of like <laughs> like eight people, right? And this like I'm telling this guy to meet me here, and it was so awkward because this poor guy comes and he's like. Um, texting me that he's here or messaging me on Tinder because I don't give out my number unless after a good first date. That's a good strategy. Um, because I don't want randos like texting me. Yeah. Um, and you don't, you should earn it. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> he like joins our group of like eight people. I think he's like, I can tell he's like, oh God, like what did I get invited to? Like right, this girl right. invited me to hang out with her and her friends on a first date. Yeah. Within like five minutes, I like move over and like sit next to him and like we just... Like, he looks, like, better than his pictures, and I know I look better than my pictures. Like, I mean, just the fact that I look like my photos, I think, surprises yeah. guys. Um, and we had, like, he was really hot, and we had, like, really good chemistry, and, like, right off the bat, and the entire time, I was just, like, I wanted to kiss him, and I didn't, and uh, we ended up kissing and making out messily like, we go to leave, yes. the bar's closing, so we're, we're, we're outside, and they're closing out the outside section. Um, and then we go inside and then, uh, we just like get another drink and we just start making out like, (laughs) that is the best consensual first date, like just mutual attraction that ends in sloppy makeouts in public. That is so much fun. And I had work the next day. Um, so I had to go home and I didn't go, I don't like going over to guys' places on the first day anyways. Um, and I like going over in my place on the first day. (laughs) (laughs) so um it was late and I was like I I had work the next day so I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna call an Uber and I'm gonna go home he like was begging me to come over to his place he was like oh my place is so nice I was like oh all guys places are nice like fuck off I later saw his place and it was fucking amazing let me tell you I've never dated a guy with a nicer place than me and this guy had the best bachelor pad ever I'm talking bar I'm talking pool table like island kitchen yeah living anyway this is before all that so it it ended with me like 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 that ended like on a nice note like we had a makeout sash we were both interested it was a great first date and I took an Uber home and it wasn't like we ruined it with like sex right right we, I mean which is not always a bad thing which isn't a bad thing but, but like this was kind of like a more to come it sounds like yeah and our second date was amazing as well it was better than our first date but that's why I asked I can say second date right right yeah no. first but, dates only here yeah um second day we got more drunk went out to bougie. High end restaurant and yeah, got drinks. Went over to his place. Yeah, the story does not have a happy ending, guys. Though, <laughs> but uh, that was a great first date. At least at the end of the first date, it did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so mine. Um, so I would have to say that my best first date that comes to mind was with the last guy that I dated. Actually, um, so we matched on OkCupid. Or actually, we didn't match, but he, like, messaged me, you know, whatever his first line was, caught my attention. And so we started chatting. um, We made plans. And we were supposed to meet near my job um, on, like, a popular, like, bar street where there's there's bars on either side and, like, tables lining the middle. So, like, in the summer, it's, like, really nice. I know exactly what street you're talking about. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would if I mentioned it, (laughs) but don't want to give too much away. Um, But so... We meet there. I had actually had, like, a work event, like, right before that. Like, in the office, they had, like, drinks on, you know, in the boardroom. 
um, and some kind of, I forget what it was. It was some kind of employee appreciation bullshit. But so I had had like a couple of glasses of wine and I show up and like, as I'm like leaving the office, I'm like, oh my God, I'm tipsy. I can't show up to the state. <laughs> but, um, but I'm fine. I'm okay. And I get there. I meet him. We're both like mutually a little like weirded out about, you know, having like meeting someone that we don't actually know, but like feel like we know already. And like mm-hmm. he expressed that and was like, sorry, this is just weird to me. Why like, do you feel like you know him already? Um, Because we had spoken for the last like four or five days and we've been okay. trying to like, we'd been trying to set something up, but it just kept falling through because of our work schedules. Mm-hmm. So I think primarily mine. Um, But yeah, so he expressed like, just like the, you know, kind of first date like nerves and like just the weirdness of having met on an app. And I was like, yeah, I guess I, I understand that too. So we like had a bit of a laugh about it and it, you know, started off things like kind of, um, kind of easy and light, you know, easy going. Um, we sit down, we have a couple drinks. Um, he orders food. I had eaten at this, you know, company thing. So I awkwardly like sat there and watch him, watched him eat, um, watched him eat. <laughs> but so that goes well. Um, we decide to go to another spot. And so we're in my neighborhood, you know, where I work. So I know all the good spots. So we, I choose the second spot. We go to one of my favorite bars. Um, a few blocks away as we're walking over we get into political like conversation and he like is very much aligned with my views and like very anti-Trump and so we get into talking about the election and everything and what had been going on in recent months and um just you know build a lot of just a lot of like mutual like I don't know we were we were on the same page right. and we really kind of like saw eye to eye on that stuff and so that was good um for the chemistry And so we get to the second spot and he like starts telling me stories about like when he lived abroad and things that he'd done and everything. And like there was some story he told me that was like, I'm sure it was a well-chosen one on his point, but it was like a little sappy and just kind of like spoke to how he was like a man of morals and like Mm -hmm. wouldn't like turn a blind eye to something, you know, something bad happening and something that his friend was doing that was wrong. And afterwards, I was like, I don't want to be, you know, I said something. I was like, I don't want to be too forward here, but I'd really like to kiss you. And he like leaned in and we had like a beautiful, magical, like first kiss. It was like very like movie moment. And then, you know, led to us going out for a smoke and like making out outside. And it was it was great. It was great. So cigarettes and drunkenness and not sleeping with them on the first day was similar in both our stories. Yeah. And actually, um, yeah. Yeah. And oh, there's something else I thought as I heard you listening. Oh, yes. The waiting, we waited longer than we normally would to go on a date with these guys. Yeah. That's interesting. So there had been, like, enough conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, via texting. Um, I'm so terrible at checking apps, so I used to employ that strategy of not giving out my number until the first successful date because I didn't want to be creeped on. Um, But, like, I guess my my methodology has changed because I'm just so unreliable for checking my apps that sometimes, you know, a great guy will just slipped through the cracks. So I did give him my number. We texted for, you know, close to a week before that, trying to like work out a time. And I kept having to cancel. Um, and so we, we had already like established some kind of rapport. So it made it a little less like awkward. Um, and yeah, like, I think I I don't remember. Yeah, actually. Yeah. You picked the spot too. I was already there. Yeah. Yeah. So I did pick the spot. So I picked the spot on my date too. And I think that I think that that's, like, kind of important for, like, establishing, like, 
just a level of comfort mm-hmm. on my part, at least. I mean, I know for the other person, it doesn't really work out as well most of the time. But I think when you're choosing the spot, like you're a little more comfortable, you're a little bit in your element. Especially if you're a woman, I think. I yeah. think like it's like there's a lot of like discomfort. I mean, I, I've been on so many dates, but like there's initial discomfort. It's like, oh, I'm going to meet this person in a place I've a person I've never met right. and maybe it's a new city and that's why you're dating and you know there's so much other new newness going on that night that you don't want the new thing to be the oh my god is this restaurant gonna make my cocktail right, right, <laughs> like, right. or like whatever like am I gonna eat bad food or yeah. like you uh, you haven't been there before right. like what's the vibe like where am I meeting them I, I right. walk in and I don't know like you know exactly what part of the where the bathroom places yeah exactly like <laughs> like it's little stuff like I, but I did feel like a comfort in the fact that I knew that place yeah yeah so takeaways, maybe, ladies, don't be afraid to make the first date your choice. Maybe, you know, yes. be, be the one to pick the location. Pick somewhere that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of conversation beforehand. I mean, even though you might not want, you know, I think there's a sweet spot between not knowing someone at all and just jumping into a first date and, you know, having a texting relationship with someone where you're, like, talking for weeks before your first date. Yeah, I think that's weird. There's definitely a sweet spot of, talking enough that there's like some mutual interest know that you genuinely like them before you go on a date yeah i've been on enough dates to say that dates of people i've just started talking to and i don't really invest that much time in that conversation before right don't really turn out to be anything not like bad dates but like they don't turn out to be you know guys if you're not looking for a relationship i guess it doesn't really matter but like you know at the same time you want to meet someone you have a connection with yeah so putting in that extra day to like in, in you know extra day in texting I think matters a lot because then you're sure that you want to meet them yeah I think a lot of time because of the quickness of the, these apps we've already the decision is made you know maybe days ago when you just decisions made when you swipe right right you've already interested but what if you're not interested after right, that right you know and you're going in it's okay and like right you know you might just end up not even like following through with the date you might cancel it because there's nothing really I mean you didn't establish any kind of conversation so you don't care that much if you have to cancel it right so yeah definitely it's finding that sweet spot of how much conversation is like enough to really like spur your interest in one another and then getting you know getting that face-to-face first date happening Mm -hmm. asap yeah and um i guess all in all if you're not on a dating app try it out You know, especially if you live in a city or you're new to somewhere and like it's a weird age right now to be dating where it's like you're not in college. Maybe you're not hanging out with your high school friends as much or at all. And um, maybe everyone, you know, is in a long term relationship. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, yeah, uh, I I mean, I don't I I hate to say this and like maybe someone gets axe murdered, but like be be woke, be out there, know your surroundings. Don't be stupid. But yeah. It's not that scary. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, like, I uh, I recommend it. And it's really, it really builds self-confidence and talking to other people and talking about yourself and really feeling yourself. Like, yeah, even if you, even if you don't even, you know, drunkenly make out, <laughs> you know, just go on a date and, yeah. you know, see it's, how it's you It's trial feel. and error. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta get a couple in there before you can have a good one more than, more often than not. So, you know, do it. Take do the, it. take the leap. Go to a public place that you feel you know safe in and uh pick the spot if you can ladies and make it happen yeah and guys um respect your women <laughs> as our moral of our bad days yeah <laughs> which doesn't need to be said be respectful. Maybe you're does. putting yourselves out there too but but 
you know, don't encroach on someone's level of comfort and, you know, just take any advances that aren't reasonably, you know, expected. All right. So that's a good way to end. Um, follow us on... We'll, we'll let you know. We'll, we'll create things. But this is our first episode, so it's a, a, a WIP. Yeah. This might not even make it. Yeah. I kind of liked it, though. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can trim what we don't like. In it. Anyway. Anyway. It's been real. It's Signing been out. Real. <laughs> we gotta find it. No names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>